0: Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are definitely not hearing anywhere else. Today is... uh, Veterans Day, November 11, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright and very pleased to have as our guest today, Jeremy DeGroote. Jeremy is the Chief Investment Officer and Principal at Littman Gregory Asset Management. They provide investment research for over 4,000 advisors and institutions and clients. And Jeremy speaks to us from the headquarters in beautiful Walnut Creek, California. So Jeremy, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
2: Thank you, Charlie. It's great to be here. Looking forward to a good conversation.
1: So, Jeremy, uh, Littman Gregory, uh, um, it is a a research firm that has created four mutual funds for advisors. And in in addition to that, you guys are an advisory firm with individual and institutional clients. So tell us briefly the story of Littman Gregory.
2: Sure. Um, as you mentioned, I, I think we're we're pretty unique in that uh, we're a 30 year old investment management firm founded in 1987, which was an interesting year to uh, get into the investment business. Great time. Um, and, <laughs> right. We, we so we have a handful of of distinctive but complementary underlying businesses. As you mentioned, there's really three core ones. One is the firm was founded as an independent registered investment advisor, so we do manage assets for high-net-worth individuals, institutions, and other advisors who use uh, our portfolio strategies, and we're a research-based firm. It was founded on research. We do independent, very in-depth manager due diligence and our own uh, global asset allocation research uh, in constructing client portfolios. The second piece is the Littman Gregory Masters Family of no-load, No-Load Mutual Funds, and that's going to be you know our focus today on the Alternative Strategies Fund. Again, the deep manager due diligence. These are multi-managed sub-advised funds where Lippman Gregory is selecting the managers. And then the third piece is that um, a very large number of other investment advisors do follow our research that we publish uh, via advisor intelligence. So ultimately, research is at the core. We've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, and in total, we manage or direct roughly $7.4 billion in assets as at the end of
1: the third quarter. Okay, and so Advisor Intelligence, uh, I don't know that you picked a good name there, uh, Jeremy. Many people would say that's an oxymoron, but we'll leave that to another day here. Uh, You are a CFA and uh, an economist by trade, and you were an economist with KPMG, as I recall. Uh, So tell us now about the Masters Alternative Strategies Fund, which is, as you mentioned, is our focus today.
2: Right. Well, I'll, I'll say that you know I did uh, come out of graduate school uh, in economics, but really found my passion uh, as uh, in the investment in the investment profession. Uh, so I've been uh, much more of an investor and an investment researcher than an economist. You know, drawing on that economics background is helpful. But you know, as we were chatting uh, earlier, I, I have I think a very healthy skepticism, as we probably all do, for the ability of economists to forecast anything accurately and. You know, being in that world,
1: I'm, I'm shocked to hear that. that. I'm sure you're the only right. one in the country who feels that way.
2: So, the the economics background is not hugely relevant to uh, to the you know the work I do as the chief investment officer here, and, and in particular the portfolio manager of the the alternative strategies fund. Um, I'll, I'll try to give a brief background, and uh, you know, feel free, of course, to to follow up if I'm not uh, providing enough clarity in terms of really what this fund is about and why we launched it. it, it comes out of our, again, of our independent investment advisor business. Um, we, we use mutual funds to invest our, the bulk of our client assets. And in the, you know, the mid-2000s, we spent a lot of time researching the public mutual fund universe, looking for what we thought would be compelling alternative strategy funds that were also available at you know, a reasonable cost. Uh, fees matter. Uh, what we found, uh, you know, was very slim pickings, really. We saw a lot of mediocre funds with questionable or unknown manager quality, um, strategies that in our mind were unproven or just based on, you know, hypothetical back-tested results. Uh, and in many cases, really a lack of transparency into what those strategies were. And then on top of all that, very high fees, Many, in many cases over 2%. So Uh, Unproven strategies with high fees is typically not a good formula for investment success. And so, you know, as we were trying to find these investments, we felt that given our expertise uh, in manager due diligence and running other multi-manager funds that we could create a better mousetrap, you know, if you will, and and create our own alternative strategies fund. And the objective there was really to build an all-weather, you know, lower-risk, lower-beta core alternative strategies fund that would be much lower risk than equities but also would be able to deliver attractive returns over full market cycles. We weren't just looking for low risk and no return. We wanted a, a structure that would enable uh, nice returns over time, but with much lower risk uh, than uh, you would have, you know, when exposed to equities.
1: So, Jeremy, uh, can you tell us yep. uh, these five managers that you selected here? Are they from, sure. are they sub-advisors from the SMA world, or are they from hedge funds?
2: Yeah. Uh, It's a a great question. uh, What we were looking for, so important, was was the quality of the manager. So I think if you look at our fund and maybe compare it to some of our competitors, one thing that may stand out is we have five managers on our our fund, five managers, five strategies. When we launched the fund, we launched with with four managers and strategies. Many of of the other multi alternative funds out there have, you know, 10, 15, even, even more strategies. So kind of, in our view, just kind of filling in a, you know, a colorful pie chart our focus was first and foremost on the managers the quality of their managers their ability to achieve their you know their strategy objectives and you know we drew on our uh, research history with a number of these managers so a few of our managers run both have run both hedge fund strategies private investments and also are maybe familiar to many of us in the public mutual fund world we were not what we wanted to get was a from each manager was not just a clone of a of a fund they already ran that you or I could purchase directly from that from that fund. So it was critically important for us that we're getting something enhanced, something different that is not just available. This is not a fund of funds. We're not buying other mutual funds. Each manager on our fund is running a distinct, separate account portfolio specifically for our our fund, um, and so. By doing that, we're getting uh, their best thinking, their best ideas. They're not encumbered, in many cases, by a larger asset base that they're running in a public fund. Um, and we were able to really construct what we think is a, a unique a portfolio uh, of strategies and, and managers.
1: So so tell us, just very briefly, you've got five managers. Each one has their own unique strategy. It's not only unique to their to their kind of strategy but it's uh unique they don't do that strategy for for their other clients okay so one is event driven as i recall another is long short okay what are the others
2: probably to start off with would be the the strategy that jeffrey gunlock at double line is running for for our fund a a sleeve of our fund and that's an opportunistic income strategy, and this is very similar to a successful private partnership strategy that he's been running for the past 25 years going back to TCW and then, of course, when he formed Double Line. And he really refers to this as his best ideas fixed income portfolio. It's opportunistic in that he has the widest range of uh, asset classes, fixed income asset classes he can invest in. And he's also looking to achieve much higher returns than the familiar you know total return bond fund that has also been very successful so he has maximum flexibility to be opportunistic to reach uh, to you know shoot for higher returns when the opportunities are there but also to be very defensively positioned uh when when those opportunities are not available um you know his performance has been uh, superb and and again this is Really a a hedge fund private partnership strategy that he's running as a sleeve of our fund.
1: You know, Jeffrey Uh, Gunlack, I've got to tell you, he shocked me and I think the rest of the world. He was the only person that I heard that did not have skin in the game that projected a win by Donald Trump.
2: Yes, uh, I mean, and he... He did, you know, put that out many, many, many months ago. I, mean, I think, as he put it, when the when the odds were five hundred to one, you know, of a, of a, a Trump victory. So, um, you know, we're not, we haven't hired him for his political. Uh,
1: I understood, but but, but the, the point is that uh, he's a guy who can be prescient here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, no
2: question I, exactly. about it. <laughs> I, I think it it reflects uh, an uncanny ability and just a strength to process a lot of information in markets, socio economic and see things far ahead of what the market is discounting. And that's hugely valuable, obviously, as an investor. And he's, you know, no one bats a thousand, but he's clearly been right much more than wrong. And coupled with that, I just want to say, importantly, since he has a pretty strong public persona, as a risk manager, and this is critical for our fund, again, because it's meant to be lower risk, kind of a core all-weather fund, he is very risk-averse as an investor. He's, he's wired, I mean, he's, he said that they, he's, he's called it a culture of cowardice at Double Line. In other words, thinking about what could go wrong with this investment. Don't look at what might go right. Think about the downside first. And only invest when you're highly confident you're protected against that downside and being paid, you know, to take risks. So he, uh, you know, combines a very strong risk management mindset with, again, the ability to identify mispricings in the market. When the market is overly uh, negative about something and has killed a price, the prices of, of certain bonds, he's comfortable buying those. And, um, again, you know, his long-term performance, both on the return side and the the downside risk management, you know, are, are almost second to none, I would say. So we're very, you know, fortunate to have partnered with him. You know, I think we have an excellent relationship in terms of access. And with him, we just did a call with him yesterday, actually. So.
1: Um, yeah, so he, he's sure. a great guy to have in your corner here, and I uh, I would see that as most everybody else. He's, he's currently the poster child, uh, since yeah. Bill Gross uh, kind of uh, fell off that pedestal. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Jeffrey Gunlock is currently the, the poster child for that. We need to hold that right there. We need to take a quick break here, uh, Jeremy, but uh, when we come back, we're going to talk briefly about your other four strategies here, and then talk about how you monitor them, how you f- follow up with them, And then what are the favorable and unfavorable conditions for this market conditions for this uh, particular fund? So, again, we're talking with Jeremy DeGroote, Chief Investment Officer and Principal at Littman Gregory Asset Management uh, out of Walnut Creek, California. You're you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net. And we'll be right back.
0: And now back to Charlie and his guest.
1: Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Jeremy DeGroote, Chief uh, Investment Officer and Principal at Littman Gregory Asset Management out of Walnut Creek, California. So, Jeremy, we're talking about your Master's Alternative Strategies Fund. Again, it has five managers, five different strategies coming from... um, SMA world, as well as uh, the hedge fund world, you've described your opportunistic fixed income with Jeffrey Gunlack. Briefly describe your other four, and we've got some other questions for you after that.
2: Sure, I'll, I'll be quicker. I, I will also say you said you know five managers. We've just hit our five year anniversary, and we're five stars. So I couldn't, sorry, can't resist putting that plug. Hey,
1: up. that's great! Five, uh, five, and five.
2: <laughs> there we go. So, um, briefly on the other managers, uh, the, a second strategy is run by Stephen Romick and uh, his his team and his colleagues at FPA uh, down there in L.A. in your neck of the woods. Uh, they're running a, a contrarian opportunity strategy. Again, um, this is a, a team, and, and Romick at the head of it, that has been running this type of strategy in a hedge fund vehicle for more than 15 years. He also runs a, a well-known public fund strategy, which is similar. What they're doing for us is kind of a hybrid between the, the private strategy, the public fund, um, essentially, he'll, they invest across the capital structure, equities, fixed income, high yield. Uh, they'll own some less liquid investments in the limited degree. But the core of the, of, of the FPA team are deep, absolute value investors. Again, the, the common theme here is, first and foremost, managing risk. And only taking risk when you believe you'll be highly compensated, rewarded for that with with strong total returns. Okay, so this is more of an equity oriented investment, a little bit higher on the risk spectrum, but they bring an absolute return mindset to it.
1: Okay, um, number three,
2: the uh, 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 a third sleeve of the fund is run by Matt Egan and a team at Loomis Sales. You know, we've invested in Dan Fuss's uh, Loomis Sales bond fund uh, at Lippman Gregory going back, you know, fifteen or twenty years. We know Loomis very well. We have. Uh, deep respect and confidence in their credit research. This is a risk-managed strategy uh, looking to generate, you know, me, uh, moderate to reasonable absolute returns in the you know upper single digits over time. Again, a very flexible global strategy where they can be both long and short. They use uh, derivatives to hedge out interest rate risk when they want to minimize duration, as they have recently. They can minimize currency risk. So they have, again, a multitude of tools to achieve what we think would be very attractive absolute risk and return uh, objectives, and they bring a very different approach to to the double line fixed income strategy, which is much more mortgage-based focused and domestic focused. Loomis is more global and, uh, you know, willing to take on some of those other risks. Uh, quickly, you mentioned the long short sleeve. That is run by John Burbank of Passport Capital, and Passport is a firm that's been around since 2000. They're based in the Bay Area. Um, only running hedge funds until 2014 uh, when they um, decided that they could uh, run or wanted to run a liquid long-short strategy, similar, again, to their hedge fund, but with a slightly more uh, uh, liquidity uh, constraints or, or, you know, more higher liquidity equities uh, for the portfolio. Again, we've done deep due diligence on Passport, come away extremely impressed with the three elements of their approach being John Burbank bringing a very strong macro thematic view, a uh, deep and strong fundamental bottom up sector industry analyst team and then a very strong quantitative risk management approach and they're very deeply integrated uh, which again we found ver- we found unique. So this is a long short strategy. They may t- have exposure of, you know, 20 to 70% net exposure. They're not going to be completely market-neutral, and they're not going to be fully allocated to equities, but they can vary that risk exposure meaningfully, depending on the opportunity set.
1: Okay, and you're fourth uh, and fifth, quickly.
2: That that was fourth. Fifth, fifth would be the uh, merger arb and event-driven strategy, one run by Water Island Capital in New York. Uh, again, a firm that's been around uh, for more than 15 years, built a strong track record. Uh, we've been very impressed with their risk management, and again, the ability to generate um, strong, attractive returns, they invest merger ARB, event-driven ARB, via both credit and equity. So they have three teams, a credit team, an equity special situations team, and a merger team. And essentially, they're picking their best risk-adjusted ideas for our portfolio. So it's a, kind of a best ideas across their across their, uh, their teams. Uh, the and again, it provides different you know, different risk and return exposures than the other strategies.
1: Right, right. So obviously now that these are are diverse, is there a way for uh, an investor or an advisor to see the returns of each one of those strategies individually?
2: Yes, actually we do publish uh, the, you know, in our quarterly reports, we publish the returns of the individual sleeves of the managers. So you can track that quarterly performance, uh, obviously, internally we see it on a daily basis. You know, again, they're they're running distinct portfolios, and, sure. and we see we have that transparency. But we publish quarterly returns for each of the separate sleeves.
1: Okay. And do you monitor them? And have you got in, your, in the five years of this fund? Have you eliminated any of them and replaced them?
2: Uh, the short answer is no, we have not uh, removed or replaced any managers. We, we added passport capital in, uh, at the end of 2014 uh, to, to the original four, so we have five sub-advisors. And, yes, you know, the monitoring is on a continuous basis, as, as you'd imagine. We have transparency into daily portfolio transactions. If I want to see that, uh, we have access to that through the custodian of the firm. I look at daily performance. Not to be micromanaging at all what they're doing, but that can give you some in- interesting red flags or or lead you to, to be surprised. If you're surprised by performance over some certain period, that can suggest maybe something's going on in the portfolio that, you know, you were not uh, expecting, and that can lead to a number of follow-up questions for the managers. So the monitoring is, is really happening on a daily basis. On a monthly basis, we're getting... Uh, summary portfolio statistics and exposure breakdowns from the managers, which give us another view into the portfolio. We have frequent email, phone calls when we feel the need to talk to them, in addition to more formal, you know, meetings uh, a couple of times a year. And, you know, again, it's really important for us. We build, I think, very strong relationships with these managers, so they respect the depth of our research, and we, you know, the, the access to them is very important, and it really is not an issue for us to, pick up the phone or send an email when we, when we do have questions.
1: Okay. Uh, tell me, uh, the question we'd like to ask for these kinds of investments is what would be a favorable market condition for this fund and what would be an unfavorable market condition for this fund?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I mean, part of the, the role we see for alternative strategies is to bring diversification to a traditional stock and bond balance portfolio Uh, In other words, having investments and strategies that are not highly dependent on traditional market conditions. So, you know, you're not dependent on interest rates falling to drive, you know, capital appreciation on your bond side. You're not dependent on rising stock market multiples to, you know, generate a tailwind for for equity returns. Um, So, you know, the the construction of the fund was meant to – is meant to perform well in both absolute and relative terms – you know, across most environments, I'd say we're, we're very comfortable with the fund in an environment of rising rates. And you know, we can look at very recent performances; rates have spiked up. But just understanding how our managers are positioned, they have the flexibility and have used it to really minimize their duration, the interest rate exposure. So we don't feel we face any headwind in an environment of rising interest rates where traditional bond funds would be doing poorly. I think in an In an environment, as we've seen, where there's a very strong bull market in equities, by construction, our fund is not going to keep up with the S&P 500 when stocks are, you know, gaining 15% annualized uh, and, in our view, pushing, you know, valuations to to probably overvalued levels. So, you know, it may look a little bit of a laggard. It's still going to give you nice absolute returns, but you can't expect it to keep up with stocks, um, you know, in a very strong bull market period or at least in the latter stages of that. But the on the other side, when there's a sharp sell-off in in risk assets in risk assets, we would expect our fund to hold up extremely well and then the opportunism of our managers, the ability of Illumis sales to go into the high yield market as they did late last year and, and add to their high yield and energy exposure in particular that hurt a little bit last year in the short term it's been a huge benefit this year the ability sure of that, double so. line the ability of a gunlock and double line to say non-agency residential mortgages have been creamed during the financial crisis. They're selling on cents on the dollar. We think the risks have been squeezed out of this, you know, and so that has been, you know, you you take on some short-term risk, but then you are building a portfolio that can generate very strong absolute returns. So, okay, so, uh, yeah, Jeremy... Be, I, you know, all weather, essentially.
1: Yeah, okay, I I see that. Uh, in all weather, but with the probable underperformance in a bull market of either fixed income uh, or uh, or equities here, right?
2: Yeah, that's reasonable. Okay,
1: so a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here, uh, Jeremy, what keeps you awake at
2: night? Uh, well, my, my I guess my flip answer is, you know, I have a couple of young kids that really tire me out after i get home from work each day so I, I i sleep pretty well um but um you know getting to the the heart of the question there you know I, I think i probably don't have anything too profound to say but i think you know the the geopolitical risk that we're seeing you know it, well everywhere uh, the potential trend towards nationalism and polarization um you know that can become quite serious uh, hopefully not on the economic front You know, I'd say it's really the end game of the current monetary policy regime. How do global central banks, you know, normalize policy from these um, extremely, you know, negative interest rate policies, zero interest rate policies, and really what the impact of that will be on economies and financial markets? I think it's safe to say it's going to be a very bumpy ride for the markets. Rates probably really only have one way to go up, go which is higher. And, uh, you know, I think that's another good reason, again, given the potential volatility to have Alternatives in your portfolio, at least give them serious consideration.
1: yeah You're not alone there, no question about it. <laughs> right. uh, the second question we'd like to ask all of our guests, Jeremy, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
2: Yeah, again, uh, kind of a, t- a tough one, but one I, I really do like, it's been out a few years now, is, is called The Most Important Thing. It's uh, written by Howard Marks, who's the founder of Oak Tree Capital. And, again, a firm with, you know, huge success over time. And, and I think, you know, it's not, a, uh, it's not a formulaic approach to investing or anything, but it really lays out key elements of his investment philosophy and approach. And I think those are really core tenets for most great long-term value investors, and I would emphasize long-term. And they certainly resonated with me. It's, you know, I think he's, a, he's an excellent writer. It's enjoyable. It's not very long. And it really just drives home uh, many important points about investment discipline and really just decision-making uh, during times of great uncertainty, which I think we'd all agree we feel like we're in, <laughs> like we're in right now. There's always uncertainty, but it maybe yeah. seems particularly high these days.
1: It's, it's, it's on steroids uh, these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy, uh, you know, they say great minds work alike. We have had many of our guests recommend that book. So oh, I okay. am in the middle of reading that book right now. And uh-huh. now that the election is over, I can get back to it. Okay, but uh, Howard Marks is a very clear thinker and clear writer and he crystallizes his thoughts extremely well in the way he says things, and you know what he's thinking, and it's very, very clear, and I really like that aspect of it. Uh, I have never been that strong on the value side of investing, and uh, he, he is uh, he, he's very clear there and, and an excellent proponent of that kind of investing. So I can echo your remarks. Uh, you know, the most important thing, by howard mark's excellent excellent book for anybody and it's interesting it's not a how-to book it's it's things that he has uh, been telling his his investors through his newsletters or his quarterly reports for some time and it's right. it's interesting stuff it is so give us your website and the ticker for the master's alternative strategies fund will
2: you okay sure the, the website is www.mastersfunds.com, and uh, the, the funds ticker is M-A-S-F-X, F as in fund, Masters Alternative Strategy Fund X, essentially. Um, and, yeah, as I mentioned, you know, we just hit our five-year anniversary as of the end of September Uh, We'd say, you know, the fund has achieved its risk-return objectives so far, so good. And, um, again, I think, you know, if you look at the fee structure, the fees on the fund are extremely competitive, and that's really important to us as well, um, as it is to probably everyone. Well,
1: let me tell you, let me give you some honest feedback here in regards to your website and your, your marketing of that fund. You guys have a video on there that is superb. It is an Good. excellent video where they interview the five managers. You're on there, as I recall, a couple of times. Uh, either Littman or Gregory is on there. I don't remember which one, but uh, okay. And it is an excellent excellent introduction to the fund that you rarely see almost everything is always in writing but you guys have recognized we're in a new era we're in a new age and um, you put this video on there and you introduce these five different managers and have them talk for just a minute the whole thing takes as I recall nine or ten minutes I'd like to congratulate you on recognizing how to reach out to potential investors and advisors in uh, helping explain uh, this particular
2: fund. Thank you, Charlie. appreciate that. We put a lot of uh, time and effort into that. So uh, So, really nice feedback.
1: We are over time here. Give us your final words for our listeners here, Jeremy.
2: You know, in thinking about this, it does not just apply to, to alternative strategies, but really I would just say really know what you own and why you own it, you know, in terms of investments. And to us, that means doing your research up front, making sure you really understand what you're investing in, how it's likely to perform in different economic and market environments, potential risks, and, you know, really how it would fit in your overall portfolio. And just don't invest in things you don't really understand. And don't fool yourself into thinking you understand something that you really don't. <laughs> and, you know, the reason there is because I think there's otherwise a high likelihood that you, you someone will end up chasing performance, as we've all seen in the studies, where you're, you just buy something after it's gone through a, a period of strong performance. You're selling the thing that disappointed, and that's driven, in my mind, in many cases, by a lack of really investment discipline on the part of the investor, not really knowing why they own something, what the reasons were for it in the first place. So then you're easily shaken out of that and and you're running, you know, jumping to the next best thing. Um, You know, related to that, if you're investing in actively managed funds or strategies, you have to do your due diligence on the managers in order to gain the confidence in them. And again, what's your confidence based on and what would lead you to change your view and sell the investment? That's really our focus at Litman Gregory. And just the third piece is, in addition to understanding your investments, understanding your managers, you really have to know yourself. You have to understand your own risk tolerance, your own temperament as an investor. As you said, you're not maybe aligned with value investing. There's many paths to investment success, right, long-term investment success. But understand what your temperament is, where your philosophy is, and align that with your investments so that you'll be able to stick with them and understand how they're performing and understand why they may be going for those temporary but inevitable periods of, you know, down, underperformance, the volatility that you just have to absorb typically as an investor. So I think if you can do those things in a consistent and disciplined fashion over time, you know, you're on your way to long-term investment success, but maybe easier said than done.
1: No question about it. Jeremy, thank you very much. Uh, We really appreciate you joining us today. You've given us a lot of good things to think about. And, again, you guys have an excellent uh, website. And thank you for being with us here
2: today. My pleasure, Charlie. Thank you very much.
1: Again, we've been listening to Jeremy DeGroote, Chief Investment Officer, Principal at Littman Gregory Asset Management out of Walnut Creek. We've been talking about their Master's Alternative Strategies Fund. Uh, This is Charlie Wright wishing everybody an enjoyable week and productive investing.
0: You've been listening to The Strategic Investor. Your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.